Are you a single believer looking for the love of your life? Or are you a married believer looking to grow the love you already have? If you like practical advice based on the Word of God with real-life examples, you're in the right place. I'm Cindy. And I'm Wayne. Welcome Welcome to to Love Love with with the the Lines. Are you Cindy? I am Cindy. I must be Wayne. You're Wayne. I wonder what episode it is. It's episode 39. No way. Yes. Wow. Like another anniversary issue. (laughs) Well, that is how many years we have been married. It is. And that's how many episodes we've done. That is. So. (laughs) It's amazing. Amazing. It's amazing. So. Anyway. Anyway. Do you have a scripture to share tonight, my love? I do have a scripture. Would you like to share it? Yes. It's, <laughs> it's, it's from Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. And the one I want to focus on is the last part of the scripture. And this is out of the New Living Translation. This is a much more, the first part of the scripture is much more familiar to people because it says where two or three are gathered together as my followers, I am among them. That gets quoted pretty frequently mm-hmm. at prayer gatherings, especially. But the last part of this verse is God expresses his love through the family unit. He can bless the parents through the children and the children through the parents. He can and will do amazing things if we just let him do his work. Hmm. And I thought this was an appropriate scripture because this week we are talking about holidays and the in-laws. And this information uh, that we're that we researched to use in this podcast comes from Focus on the Family. Focus on the Family is a resource that we always suggest if you want counseling, you can uh, marital counseling, family counseling. You go to their website and they have a network of counselors across the country. But they have a guide for married couples and for premarital counseling called. The fam, uh, Focus on the Family's Complete Guide to the First Five Years of Marriage. It's published by Tyndale Press and copyright, it's copyrighted 2006, but all, um, you know, all relevant information. And so I will post that resource up for, for you in the podcast description. And I encourage you to go look. We're just, we picked this chapter out of it, but they have several chapters, but this is a section on the in-laws and this chapter is holidays and the in-laws and i thought it would be appropriate with the holidays coming up right right Mm -hmm. and actually uh, there's what has unfortunately in our opinion become a major holiday in the united states halloween is next tuesday Mm -hmm. then we have thanksgiving and then we have christmas and then we have new year's Mm -hmm. and um and so there's a lot of holiday festivities and uh that are kind of right in a row in the in the fall months and um, so one of the things that is suggested that you talk about in premarital counseling before you decide to get married 
is how you were going to spend the holidays. I think we've touched on this a little bit in mm-hmm. some of our other episodes, but and that is something we really didn't talk about. And nope. then and then we got into some issues with it as we went along with our with our marriage. But it's you may have families that have very different ways of celebrating holidays and may even have different holidays. So if if you married your high school sweetheart and you came from the same town, it's likely that your families, first, first of all, are going to be close to each other. So that's convenient and when you're trying to visit multiple families in the holidays. But probably because you came from the same state, the same region, the same town, the likelihood that you celebrate holidays the same way is going to be pretty high. Mm-hmm. However, if you come from different parts of the of the country or if you come from separate countries if you mm-hmm. you know you um somebody who's from a country outside of the United States might not understand why we get so excited about um the 4th of July or mm-hmm. Memorial Day or why those why those holidays are important likewise um Boxing Day is a is a big holiday in uh, I believe it's Canada, Canada and England I think too um and that you know, obviously, like I, I know the name of it, but I, I, I know I read up on it once, and now I can't recall what I read about it. But obviously, I, I would have to learn what the importance of that holiday is. Um, and so, it's really important that you decide ahead of time before you end up in a fight. The other thing that that we ran into is, it may be a lot easier for you to change than for your parents to mm-hmm. change. Um, they already have these traditions. By the time most people get married, their parents are older. Um, I know we ran into this. You know, My mother had ideas about that things had to be done in a certain way at a certain time, and you could never deviate from that. And that made our lives kind of interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, fortunately for us, Wayne's parents were more go with the flow um i mean we we run into some interesting issues over the years Mm -hmm. but um like about meals having to be at certain times and stuff which could be impossible for us because we lived so far away at that point in time we lived about two hours away from them now we live like three and a half hours away from his family and and it was nice we were close to your family for for holidays and stuff right but but. When we were trying to get to your family, my mother had some unrealistic <laughs> expectations for that. And um, if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. I think we may have talked about this, but my mother on Christmas wanted to, we wanted to have brunch. Well, we always had this thing where when Ashley was little, we wanted her to be on Christmas Day in her own house mm-hmm. with her new things and that she got to play with them and that she didn't have to be disturbed to go anywhere and um you know and that's something that, you know it's one thing when it's just the two of you but then when you throw kids into the mix and pets and other things because some families you know some people want to take their pets everywhere and not everybody wants you to bring their your pets to their house and but we had this thing where we we insisted that we were going to be home on christmas morning and so but my mother had this thing that we had to go to their house to open presents. Even if we had had brunch, <laughs> which was a big meal. I mean, we mm-hmm. made a big brunch. A big brunch. Yeah. 
on Christmas morning and had them come over and open presents with us, they would not bring the stuff that they had for us over to the house. We had to go to their house and have another meal. We had to have, even if it was just, we got to the point where we convinced them to just make it sandwiches and that, you know, that kind of a, of a meal, but that took some doing too, because we were eating these two for a while. We were eating these two humongous meals in the same day. Um, and the same, we, we entered into that with, in Thanksgiving, too. It's like we would, um, you know, have a, have a big meal with, with, um, with my family. And then we might want to do something. We would have uh, Friendsgivings, I guess they call them now. Mm-hmm. But we had a friend who had a, had a restaurant. And he, one of the most fun Thanksgivings we ever had was he closed the restaurant. It wasn't open wasn't usually open on holidays anyway, but it was close to the public. He put the tables together so it was one great big huge long table. I mean it looked like something out of a Thanksgiving mm-hmm. picture of of the first Thanksgiving. And you were allowed to invite family and friends to come with you and and everybody brought food. He made turkeys and everybody brought everything else and we ate and we played games and we had so much fun. I was an only child and we did not do a lot of stuff with my my parents' families. And I, so I craved that kind of group feel of, you know, having a lot of people around a holiday and really loved us. Well, I think my parents even came with us to that, but then they wanted to have a separate meal at mm-hmm. their house later. Like, they couldn't, that couldn't be the thing. <laughs> like, it's like, can't this just be the thing of the day? Can't this be what we do? They... They wanted us, you know, to have another meal. Now, for some people, it's really hard to deviate from tradition. Right, right. And so that's something that you really have to talk about is is whose house are you going to go to? Who, what, and they had some really good suggestions in here for um, how you should talk about uh, to decide what to do. And this the suggestions are to sit down with your spouse and share Orally and in writing, how each of you feels about holidays and how they're spent. Include major national holidays, so like the ones we were just talking about, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter would come into that. Um, and, and, and if you are a Jewish family, Hanukkah is in that, and whether or not you celebrate Christmas and um, you maybe uh, follow other religious traditions. Birthdays, anniversaries, and other occasions that are special to you. Um I thought it was interesting when they wanted you to share it vocally and in writing. Yeah, they didn't really say why. Yeah. But I I know for me, when I write, sometimes it brings other things to mind. As I'm writing, other thoughts about the subject come up that maybe I wouldn't have in a conversation. Interesting. So maybe that... And I think... It depends to what what your listening style is. So, or your your learning style rather. It's so if you learn auditorily, you could grasp all the information through a conversation. But if you're a visual learner and you like to have some printed material to back it up, being able to read what your spouse or potential spouse wrote in the paper would be helpful. Yep. <laughs> that was more than what you were looking for, no. isn't it? <laughs> Anyway. I'm still stuck on auditorially. Okay. But that's okay. 
Right. Well, this is the teacher and me talking about <laughs> learning styles. So anyway. Anyway. Um, if it's your family's tradition to take a drive to see the changing autumn leaves, for instance, don't hesitate to mention it. So even little things. I mean, that's something that we like to do mm-hmm. is go go for a drive to see the mm-hmm. leaves. We like to go for drives to see Christmas lights. That's that's a tradition we have is mm-hmm. that sometime during the holiday season, we take a drive to go see Christmas lights. And see, that's nothing. That was not anything I did growing up because, well, there weren't any. There weren't any. <laughs> I was going to say there weren't any where I grew up. <laughs> So, yes, you were out in the middle of nowhere, yeah. so there were no Christmas lights to drive around and look at. Right. So, although I guess now, up there in are now. the area where you're from, because I know your family goes, there's some big light displays yeah, and things there up there. They're now. not close, but they're there. Yeah, but they're closer than what you had before, so. Um, and then this was something that I hadn't thought about. So, they said the same goes for making the... Uh, for marking the start of fishing season, the last day of school, or the Super Bowl. And those, you know, those are things that, I mean, for you, the first start of fishing season is a big deal. But I know there are people who have traditions about that. We mm-hmm. um, Hunting season. Right, hunting season. Like um, our niece, her husband and their sons and her stepfather had a tradition of going to Canada to fish on Memorial Day weekend. In fact, they still do it. They've been mm-hmm. doing that for years and years, years and yeah. years. Um, so that's important. And, you know, some people, the Super Bowl, having hosting a Super Bowl party or going to a Super Bowl party is a, uh, is a big deal. Well, I know growing up on the farm, the first day of rabbit season, small game season, was always a big thing. I had uh, two uncles and... Uh, two cousins that would come up they would be there bright and early the first day of small game season and they would pack a lunch and but then before they would go home at night we would usually have a really big dinner with everybody before mm-hmm. they, but I mean that was always a bit I mean that was always a big thing because on the farm we just kind of we did what we needed to but we just kind of put everything off to the side then and did that right I can tell you that we did not celebrate the first day of small game season (laughs) at my house. (laughs) (laughs) No, I bet you didn't. Yeah, we had interesting things to learn coming together because I was definitely a townie and he was a farm boy. And my mother was one who, like, didn't want to trim plants because it would hurt them. And so you got into animals. I was hunting was a taboo subject in my house, so well, that was right. And when where I grew up, I mean, for the first day of deer season, like the school, there was nobody in school. They shut yeah. the schools down mm-hmm. for a couple of days, almost a week. When I was growing up, yeah, they don't do that everywhere anymore. No, but that we always had the Monday after Thanksgiving yeah. off because that was the first day of deer season, yeah. and there was buck season, and there was nobody. None of the boys were in class, so yeah. So, so those are things, I mean, there might be, it, you know, if you have a farm family, there might be some kind of a big harvest celebration mm-hmm. from some crop. Or if you live in the western part of the country, maybe you, there's a big, um, you know, cattle herding event or something that is a big family tradition. And so you can't just think about the major holidays. You think about how you address these other things, too. Well, and talking about harvest stuff, I know I was talking to one of our families at church, and they had, apparently, their whole family gets together to can corn. Oh. 
Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard of families that get together. Oh, and you know what? Oh, sometimes a, a, actually something that could be a, a point of contention is the Christmas cookie bake. Oh, my. Yes, yes. yes that, that can be quite a bit of tension there about if if you've got two opposing groups <laughs> scheduling <laughs> scheduling a cookie bake and the cookie bakes interfere with each other so mm-hmm. so you have to you have to think outside the box on this like it just you just don't think the major holidays you think about other things too um it said that one of the part of this process is you need to explain how to your spouse or potential spouse how you spent your holidays as a child and I thought these were really good questions. What aspects of that did you enjoy? Mm-hmm. So what did you like? And what would you like to change? I thought it was a nice positive frame. But I mean, yeah. there were things about, you know, I, I yeah, sometimes you can, you can have um, memories from your childhood that aren't so good about mm-hmm. around holidays. And then you might decide that you don't want to do a holiday or, or, you don't want to celebrate at all, or you want to make sure that you do something different because you're because of unpleasant, um, pleasant, unpleasant memories that you have, um, especially like if there was, um, you know, people got out of control with alcohol or something, or people fought a lot during the holidays, and so that's something important to talk about. If if you don't like a holiday for a certain reason, you need to let the other person know why. You can't. Ex- can't expect that they're just going to know what the reason is and understand why you are adverse to celebrating that holiday. Oh, this is a good point. Consider how your parents and other relatives may wish to have you involved. Perhaps a Christmas Eve service together is important to your wife's parents, while Christmas dinner is central to the husband's. Try to be open to the desires of family members, but not controlled by them. Mm-hmm. And then you have to agree on how you as a couple would like to establish your own holiday traditions. Um, work for balance and fairness. And you might want to change it up. So what we did with Thanksgiving, because Wayne's family lives so far away, is we alternated years. And so one year we would go with my parents, and the next mm-hmm. year we would go up to your families and have Thanksgiving with them. We, so we... Always went back and forth with Thanksgiving. That was the holiday we would alternate. Um, well, and then with Christmas, because your parents lived close by, we would always see them on Christmas. We would always see them on Christmas Day. We would always, like you had said before, we would spend our morning, you know, at our house. But then we would see them sometime during the day. But then we would pick another time, whether it would be New Year's or whatever, and then take a couple of days and go up and visit my parents because they live so far away rather than just going up the same day and turning around and coming back. Right. We did try to have your family come spend holidays with us for a while, but that, that just never, never really worked. Never worked out well. So, I mean, we did try that angle, but it just didn't mm-hmm. it didn't seem to work. And I think that's one of the things with this. You, I think you just need to be open to what works and what doesn't mm-hmm. work. And you may just have to sit down with your parents and have a heart-to-heart talk with Mm -hmm. them. I know because of my experience with my mother being so adamant that it just made our lives crazy trying to live up to the (laughs) expectations she had for holidays that when our daughter got married, we were like, you tell us what works for you. It's like, whatever. I mean, there, there were a couple things that I like to do, but I just... 
purposed that I would pray and let God help me through it to let go of things because the the critical thing is that you get to spend time together and you want to enjoy that time. It's like if you're if you're have to have Christmas dinner with one family and then run across town to have Christmas lunch with somebody else and then and then you Christmas Eve with somebody. I mean, you could be so miserable and so full that all you're doing is running and you don't enjoy anything. And especially for those of us who are Christians, you completely lose sight of the focus of the holiday. It's, you know, and I always say Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday because it's just about people, people and food. <laughs> so you can't go wrong. Can't go wrong there. Can't go wrong with that. But it's always, it's people and food. So anyway. Do you have any last closing thoughts on this with holidays? Nope. It's very important to discuss this. Also, birthdays, like what if you have specific mm-hmm. uh, traditions for birthdays. Our son-in-law does not like to have his ears pulled. I was thinking about this when you were getting ready to do this <laughs> podcast. So the tradition in my family, and this is one of the things now that my mom and dad are gone, I wish I had asked until I was preparing for the podcast I had never thought about this. We have a tradition in my family where when it's your birthday, you sing happy birthday and then you pull the per- the birthday person's ears for as many years as they've been alive and then one to grow on. I have to research this and see if it's a thing. Maybe it's a thing. It could be a I, thing. Or maybe it's just my family's thing. Well, we won't go there. I don't know. My family did some <laughs> weird things, but I don't. I don't know where it's from, but it's an important tradition to us. Well, my son-in-law does not like it at all, but he is a good sport and he will let us all do it to him on his birthday because he, he knows that it's important to us, but he chooses not to participate on other family members' birthdays when we're pulling the birthday person's ears. And that's okay. That's, he doesn't, you know, need to do that. So... So I just Googled it. Okay, what did Google say? Um, birthday ear pulling apparently is done in Italy, Hungary, Argentina, and other countries. Okay, um, so it's a, a thing. A, it is a thing. A similar, <laughs> it is a similar tradition to the birthday bumps. I don't know what that is. Dictates that you wish happy birthday by pulling on the earlobes of the birthday boy or girl. This is done once for each year of the person's age. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so it's a thing. It is a thing. We can talk mm-hmm. about this another time. Yeah, so it probably came from, I thought it was from my mother's side of the family, but it might have been my dad's side of the family. Um, hmm. It probably came from there. Yeah. Their ancestors who, who migrated to the United States. So, okay. Yeah. So, and... It's a thing. Who yeah, knows? it's a thing. But anyway... So we hope that gives you um, a topic for discussion and plan, especially if you're listening to this and you're planning to get married. And if you're already married, and especially if this is a is a point of contention for your family, maybe it's time to sit down and talk about it. And you may end up just having to set boundaries with your family and and work, try to work it out with them. And you might just have to let people be upset a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. So. So until next time, we pray that your marriage or relationship will be richly blessed. Bye now. God bless. Bye. Dear listeners, this is a PS to the podcast. At the beginning of the podcast, I quoted Matthew eighteen twenty. However, I added some words to the verse, apparently. 
The only words that belong in that verse are for where two or three gather together as my followers, I am among them. When I was researching the scripture for the podcast, I came across the uh, sentences that I read as part of the scripture. And I remember thinking, wow, I never saw that in a translation before. That's really cool. Well, I didn't see it in a translation before because it wasn't there. It was actually part of a commentary that the way it was written, I mistakenly thought it was part of the translation for that scripture. So it is not. Please see the comments description for the podcast where I spell this out and my apologies for the error.